1: Hello, and welcome to Gears on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're Sorry. watching.
2: Again, with a bit more energy, please.
1: I felt like I was doing it really fast.
2: <laughs> I thought you were being really quiet. Was I?
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I am Declan.
2: And I am Ned.
1: And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Mithrigan. Megan, for those Megan. of you who aren't. aren't what did I, we were joking it. We said the joke at the same time, weeks ago, Mithrigan. And then I, what did I say after? I was like.
2: Mega three gun.
1: Yeah, which is obviously...
2: Is that what you said? Is that what you were referring to? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, silly. Very silly. <laughs> um, we'll be talking spoilers throughout, as always, so proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. But before all that, Ned, I'd love to know what you've been watching since we last recorded. God,
2: an easier question would be, what haven't I been watching? Right. But let yeah, me tell you. That is a lot on
1: that list.
2: The date of recording is the 23rd of January. And let me just tell you, dear listeners, already for 2023, whatever year we're in, I'm on 22 films logged. Wow. So, uh, unfortunately, we won't be watching one before bed tonight.
1: No. But nearly at one a day. Anyways. And in fairness, it's probably good to get started heavy in January because as that summer kicks in. I
2: know. All those holidays. All those
1: holidays. It'll soon start going down. Even with plane journeys.
2: Speaking of which, to answer your question, we've watched Plane. We have. <laughs>
1: Great film. That
2: might have been my slickest segue.
1: Um, what else? Are you going to say what you thought of Plane first? Oh, all? yeah,
2: it was fine. It's not really my thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you really didn't. What did you give it? One and a half. How's that fine? One and a half stars. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I just, you know, when it was over, I'd
1: forgotten about it. You know Did you mean? read my letterbox review of it? No. Can't wait for the inevitable sequels, Train and Automobile. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I don't know. Playing Train and Automobile. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, I know, but you like it. You must. You're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I need to make some sort of noise because otherwise it's not very good podcast content. Is no, it? it's not. No. Um. Gosh, where to go from there? Uh, we've watched the Bodyguard, inspired by the Whitney biopic that we mentioned last. Yeah,
1: week. we we've been ever since we watched I Want to Dance with Somebody. We kind of wanted to watch The Bodyguard because I'd never seen it. No, or I'd or seen I had I. One of those films I'd seen like bits of if it had been on the telly, but not the full thing.
2: I actually quite enjoyed it.
1: Well, I thought it was a bit... I bad.
2: don't think it's like cinematic genius or anything, but I did enjoy it. Um, well, I gave it two and a half stars. I gave it three. I've also watched Moulin Rouge, which I did watch recently, I think, but I just love singing along to it. I know,
1: because I was like, don't watch that without me because I have not seen it and Ned went to me. King, I would watch it some every day if I could. I don't think I quite said that. That's <laughs> more
2: like a million times I think I said.
1: Um, well, that's a lot of days. We don't live a million days, do we? Do we?
2: Um, no. no.
1: No way. <laughs> that's really stupid.
2: No, we don't live a million days because... Oh, was it Friday just gone?
1: What? Yeah. Thursday last week. Oh, no. Two weeks
2: ago? No, it was last week. I think it was the 19th.
1: That wasn't the Friday just...
2: Was it the Thursday? Anyway, Thursday just gone was my 10,000th day alive. No, that feels like it might have been the week before. It was the week before. Anyway, so we probably don't live a million days if I'm only on 10,000. No. (laughs) Kill Bill, Volume 1. Yeah. Because I've never seen Kill Bill before. Loved it. Yeah, I kind of
1: saw it in the background. And I do my favourite scene is the bit where all the samurai type fighters and she just slashes them all down. Yeah, I thought
2: it was brilliant. So I gave that four and a half stars. Yeah, and I look forward to watching volume two in the near future. Um, John Wick, not my
1: thing. I did I did so we're kind of watching there's a few franchise rewatches we want to specifically do this year before sequels are out. So there's John Wick, there's Indiana Jones and there's a Mission Impossible. And Creed. And Creed, yeah. Um and I did warn Ned that kind of the first John Wick is the most basic and not the not the best of the three so far. Um I would say chapter two is definitely Okay, well I reserved
2: judgment. Good. I gave it two and a
1: half stars. What did I give it on my little rewatch? I give it three and a half.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't get the hype so far, but
2: you know, as I say, reserve judgment. Um what else have I watched? Oh, Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Never seen that before. I really enjoyed it. What year did it come out? Nineteen eighty one. Wow. And it was set in the 1924 Paris Olympics. Or like the run-up to the 1924 Paris Olympics.
1: Right. It was
2: really good to say it was a film about a bunch of posh boys. Doing posh boy things. Um, which I usually find a bit distasteful, but actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I've also watched Tim
1: Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory last night. Which I only remember liking as a kid but if i see it now i'm always like meh
2: I but you have this kind it, of yeah i've got a bit yeah. of a nostalgia it's got a nostalgia factor for me because uh, it was one of the dvds i think we had Me, Louis, and guy used to watch it a lot but i still enjoyed it and Good. i think it was quite a well-made film so it got three and a half
1: okay can we talk about what have you watched Well, we both watched together, Bad Sisters, and finished it, and it was so So good. good. I actually haven't had a TV show like that where I've been totally just like, I really, really just need to see the next episode. And we were on episode nine, and it was really late, and I thought, I'm going to need to see the last one, because... And... Sorry if you can hear a noise, there's somebody in the the corridor corridor. making a racket. Perks of living in a flat. Oh, yeah. Um...
2: It was one of those shows where even though like it started at the end of the story, if you know what I mean, when it actually concluded in episode 10, I completely didn't see it coming. Until, yeah, like you, until I was
1: about to see it coming, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if you compare it to White Lotus, which is starts at the end and then yeah. works backwards, you kind of... I wasn't as shocked by how White Lotus season two ended. No. But this kind of... Yeah, it was like... <gasps> Was it them? Oh, was it them? And then you kind of like ticking all the boxes and then you go, oh my God, it was them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we're not going to go into those. No, but
1: I would very, very much recommend Bad Sisters. It's great. If
2: you've got Apple TV.
1: Um, And then other bits and pieces I had on my list, some of which we have watched together. I just want to talk about a film that I think will be potentially in the top 10 of 2023 already. Yeah. Which is Tar. Yeah. Kate um, Blanchett,
2: absolutely stunning. Oh, she performance. really
1: deserves, like, when people say this is her best performance, that's quite hard to do with Kate Blanchett, but it really is. Like, yeah. I've said in my letterbox review that she literally deserves every single award, and I yeah. do have a feeling she's going to sweep the boards with both.
2: She's getting Egot just for this well, film. Well, not
1: Egot, because <laughs> she can't get a Tony or an Oscar or a Grammy or an Emmy for this film, so.
2: Why can't she get
1: any of them? Because they're not for films. Oscar is. Oh, Oscar. Yeah, of course. Only she just have an O. Yeah. 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 Okay. But wow. it was just a, a complex, intelligent, explores the psyche of a woman whose actions catch up on her. It's got really, really long dialogue scenes and you just think... Super long. God, how did you remember all this? Because the way it's shot... There's a there's a scene in a lecture theatre which I thought it looked like it was shot all the way through. It probably wasn't, but I bet it was probably acted all the way through multiple times and just shot at different angles yeah. each time. I just thought, God, like it's not just com it's not just a long bit of dialogue, it's complex dialogue as well and yeah. names and, and musical, she sells it, like, musical every words time. used and vocabulary <laughs> and you just think, God, that's just on another level. Yeah. Um, I also watched the first episode of The Last of Us, which, if listeners to the podcast will know, Ned has a bit of a zombie aversion, and they have changed it slightly. Apparently, in the game, it's more the spores of the fungus that are the thing to be scared of.
2: Okay.
1: Because so, it's a fungal virus. Yeah.
2: No, it's a fungal infection. Infection.
1: Um, and. It's kind of. How do I. They've changed it for it to be. Basically, the spores and fungi stuff come out of their mouth, so they have to like bite people, so it is very zombie esque. But apparently, people are like. The distinguishing factor of the, factor of the Last of Us compared to other zombie apocalypse type things is the characters. And it is so well acted by Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal and I can't wait to see where it goes because that first feature length episode was honestly oh fantastic and I would say probably going to be in my top TV shows of the year already you know
2: that interview clip that's going around at the moment of Pedro Pascal is that to do with the last of us
1: what what I haven't seen it
2: daddy is a state of mind
1: is that what he says
2: yeah someone asks him whether well he does play a like a father than... figure who's the other one
1: daddy is a state of mind
2: Who's the other one that he's asked whether he's more daddy than... Oh, I can't remember. Name someone. I have no similar. idea. Who plays the Mandalorian? Pedro Pascal. Okay, no, not him then. The other one.
1: Are they asking him his characters? Who's more daddy, the no. Mandalorian or Joel?
2: No, 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 no. They're asking him and the one who I always get mixed up with him. I don't know. Oh, well immaterial it's really funny <laughs> and it's yeah fun and flirty uh oh
1: he is a bit of a flirt pedro pascal
2: oh you can tell mm. yeah it's gonna bug me here. i'm thinking of
1: yeah um and then just a little bit but you might be able to even hear in the background because my flatmate is listening is watching it but a little bit of non-fiction uh amanda and alan's italian job eight episodes really wholesome have it on in the background and it was really fun really funny actually there was a lot of times where I had a right little titter at it so yeah Yeah. Oscar Isaac Oh. oh, who is more daddy
2: well his response is something like well he's an actual daddy so I guess he wins those points but I think I'm more daddy daddy is a state of mind wow yeah flirty it is
1: yeah so, we watch quite a lot, you more than me, with films, as always. I have got some other TV shows on the go, but I won't mention them every week because Ned's told me off. And.
2: No, I didn't tell you off. I you just don't meant, need like... to
1: talk about Happy Valley every single week. And in fairness, I don't because we are planning on doing a Happy Valley episode as exactly. well. So, you're very right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Gosh, what's in the news, though, King?
1: Okay, so <laughs> I just did the little signal to move you on, but you were already ahead of me. Um, wanna just talk? BAFTA noms. So I know we talked a bit about the Golden Globes, but the BAFTAs are actually a lot more prestigious and yeah. actually, on the most part, award the right people. Um, really interesting to see All Quiet on the Western Front lead the way in nominations.
2: Did I see somewhere?
1: It's tied a record.
2: Yeah, with... Don't tell me. With? With another non-English yeah, you're there,
1: film. Nearly there. On the Floor, animal. Not parasite. No. no. Shall I just tell you? Because this yeah. is not good podcasting thinking. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon.
2: Oh, okay. I, was, um, I wasn't going to get there.
1: Are we not? No. Yeah, so it's tied the most nominations for a...
2: Non-English language film.
1: Yes, which is... I think that's right... I'm... How many
2: noms has it got? Fourteen. Gosh. I want to say. Imagine um, getting fourteen nominations and not winning a single. I didn't one.
1: really see that coming though either, because whilst it's an amazing film, it's kind of dropped out of the awards talk. Like I think it's been nominated for some like foreign foreign language films in Golden Globes. But to see the BAFTAs recognise it, I just think is so kinda. Of well, it's just deserved. And there were a few other bits which I thought was really nice to see. So best film, I won't go through them all, but best films we've got All Quiet on the Western Front's, Front, The Banshees of Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Tar. Out of all those films, I don't really understand why Elvis is in there compared no, to them.
2: If you're going to pick an odd one out, Elvis is that one. Yeah,
1: and there's quite a few films I would probably replace it with. Um, in a
2: shocking turn of events, Elvis takes it home
1: i hope not i'd be furious i do think austin butler could win leading actor yeah so leading actor we've got austin butler in elvis colin farrell banshees of Anna sharon brendan fraser the whale really really happy to see daryl mccormack be nominated for good luck to you leo grand day just grand grand yeah um obviously he was also in bad sisters um,
2: for those who didn't know,
1: yeah, he's also up for the award, which is one of my favorite awards at the BAFTAs the EE Rising Star Award. But I'll get to that in a bit. But I'm really glad to see him get an acting like, nom.
2: As I well. like all of the nominations, so for do that I one.
1: this year. I mean, I usually do, it's quite a good category. But yeah, um,
2: remind me who's in it, I've got or
1: are you going to get that. to it? We'll go to it, we'll go to it. It was a good segue. We've got Naomi Aki, fantastic, Sheila Tim. Yeah. Emma McKay, Daryl McCormack, and McKay. Amy Lou Wood. Emma. Emma McKay is. Mave in Sex Education.
2: Oh, I thought I've. I, yeah, in my mind it was Emma Mackey, but I could be wrong. Oh, it
1: could be. Don't know. Um, yeah, great, kind of. And I think the audience votes for that one as well, which does skew it a little bit because general audiences are shared stuff. It's like the national television awards; every category is voted if by the audience, by the audience against and democracy. You just think, oh my god! <laughs> um, um, leading role back to Paul Maskell in After Sun and Bill Nagy in Living, which I would say is a very strong category this year. Um, what I like is we've seen most of them, yeah. other than the Whale, which we're seeing this week.
2: Yeah, I feel a bit snooty. Mm.
1: It's good, isn't it? Um, I like watching the Oscars by the way. You've not like... seen that. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Best Director, I thought there's a couple, there's one in here that I really love to see, which is Gina Price by The Wood for The Woman King. Yes. Um, Banshees of Inner Sharon, Everything Everywhere, Tar, All Quiet on the Western Front, and something called Decision to Leave, which is on my watch list and is apparently very good. Is it Korean? Yes. It came out at a very similar time to Triangle of Sadness, and it kind of... I always think of them as the same thing, which I know is stupid, but they were like these... Yeah, but it's on my list. Um, Oh, we'll watch that soon, though, because it's online as well. Yeah. Best Actress, Kate Blanchett, Viola Davis... Oh. Anna de Armas for Blonde, which she hasn't... She's been kind of locked out of all the others. You've not seen Blonde, have you? No, I'm never really in the mood for it. Yeah,
2: it's... It's a difficult one because it's fantastic, but also...
1: It's grim, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's, like, not particularly about much, and there's not a very coherent story. So unless you're watching it for the art and the craft that went into it, it's quite a difficult one to get on with.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're not that kind of... Like, I loved it. Cinematic. Because I love arty weird things. Yeah but lots of people don't. Yeah. Um, And then just rounding off that Best Actress category, we've got Daniel Deadweiler for Till, um, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I warned, I'll skip over supportings for now. Um,
2: How many categories
1: are there? Quite a lot. Quite a lot. What's interesting, apparently the BAFTAs, which is never live in the UK, but they're going to screen the last four categories live so like the What
2: does the B stand for?
1: British. Why
2: is it never live in the UK then? If it's they just
1: British? don't have it live. Oh okay. I don't know why I put in the UK no. that, but they never say. have it live it's always like I think it's about an hour behind of the actual ceremony but apparently they're going to let it catch up in the top four so probably leading actor actress, director and best picture will be yeah. in that which is nice Cool Um, Animated films Gemma del Toro's Pinocchio. Listen to our Pino- Battle of the Pinocchios episode, available on all of your podcasting platforms. It's actually really funny. It was. I've just listened to it and it was really good, if we do say so ourselves. Yeah. Um, Marcel Shell with Shoes On. Oh. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And Turning Red is in there. Um, yeah, interesting. Best cinematography, I did just want to touch on. Mm. All Quiet on the Western Front. Obviously. The Batman obviously elvis
2: yeah
1: empire of light obviously Obviously. um and top gun maverick obviously
2: yeah again elvis being the odd one out
1: yeah it was fat like what did i give elvis three star three and a half star it was just i don't i really enjoyed it but it's not on like it's not on a level with
2: those other films that it's in the same categories as
1: no no And then a couple of unique categories that the BAFTA has. So, Outstanding British Film, which is really always lovely to celebrate, British films. Although, I think they only get around it if it's got British producers, which can always be a bit... I swear that's a Hollywood film, but they call it a British film. Oh, okay. But we're going with After Sun, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Brian and Charles.
2: Oh, I love (laughs) Brian and Charles. (laughs) Um,
1: Empire of Light, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand.
2: Living,
1: <laughs> Roll Dolls, Matilda the Musical, See How They Run, The Swimmers, which I don't think is a film about sperm, and oh. uh, <laughs> The Wonder.
2: I've seen all apart from The Swimmers,
1: mm. and I enjoyed,
2: I think, all of them.
1: Yeah. And then also, outstanding debut by a British writer, director, or producer. Yeah. After Son, Charlotte Wells, as if that was a debut. Like, what the hell?
2: What else do I know Charlotte Wells from?
1: Are you being funny? Yeah. Outstanding debut.
2: Well, you said as if that's a debut.
1: It is a debut.
2: As if to say she's done loads before, how is this a debut?
1: How is the quality of After Sutton, her first right, I'm with you. Written, written, directed film? I'm with you. Um, Blue Jean, which is a queer film about a lesbian during Section 28, which is yet to come out, but I'm hearing very good things. Electric Mal- Malade, which I've not heard of. Good luck to you, Leo Grand, was also a first. <clears throat> Katie Brand has got the writing credit for it and that was her debut which is very well written yeah Um, Katie
2: Brand comedian or a different Katie Brand because it's Katie Brand yeah
1: I don't know who that pretty sure I do are you going about Joel Brand no different person oh it is yeah Katie Brand's big ass show and for comedy lab slap on channel 4 yeah never heard of her well she wrote Good luck to you, Leo Grand. And good luck to her. Um... <laughs> good luck to you, Katie Brand. Oh, dear.
2: <laughs> <sighs> oh, I've forgotten the line. And what a time. What a time we've had. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's time to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of film. or oh, TV. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. there's
2: a hint for you, listeners. It's time for Trailer Trash or
1: Treasure. What have we got this week? So this week, we have got the full trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3, which caused a bit of an internet ruckus this week for the people ruckus. that have not seen The Book of Boba Fett, because nobody understood how Mando has got Baby Yoda back after the last episode of The Mandalorian he left oh, with Luke. Oh, <laughs>
2: that's how they get you. Yeah. Maybe
1: everybody should watch just those two episodes. Hundred percent. Do not put yourself through the others. Wouldn't bother with was, the rest. But those you two didn't episodes, mind it. It was yeah, shocking. I know, but like oh, you don't need it for anything, do you? No, it was just Star Wars characters playing in a pool pit. or shit. Um, but yes, let's let's dive in then. Remember, um, you can fo- follow along watching totally out of sync here <laughs> uh, by following the link in the show notes. See you after the sparkles. Okay, doke What did we think of that
2: then? Well, I can see how people were confused by Baby Yoda's return. He was there.
1: Prominently featured yeah, as well.
2: at the forefront. Wasn't Baby Yoda left out of the
1: marketing for the first season? Yeah, we didn't know he was coming. Yeah. Which is very clever. Yeah. You can imagine it can't... Oh, guys, you've got to watch that thing. There's a little Yoda thing in it. and mm. now, now it's everywhere. mm um, And, yeah. It's interesting to see there's more Mandalorians.
2: Yes. He's
1: going back to Mandalore to obviously be forgiven for... His discretions. transgression, Transgressions for taking his helmet off. <laughs> and That's funny. Nothing. <laughs> and there's a lot of baby order. Baby order uses the force as well yep. to be an aggressor and throw something out of his way.
2: There's some lightsabers in there. Oh,
1: yeah, which to me looks a bit Order 66 again.
2: Not again.
1: I know. <laughs> Can't relive that trauma anymore, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very, very much looking forward to it. I feel like nothing can be beaten with Star Wars when it comes to Andor. Um, we have been spoilt with that show, but um, every day is Christmas Eve, as they say. Do they? Yeah.
2: Every day is Christmas Eve. Yeah,
1: like could be good, and yeah, we'll we'll. Yeah.
2: When's it out? What can you watch it on?
1: First of March on Disney+. Plus. Fab. Probably weekly episodes, because that's what Disney tend to do. Yeah, they don't do binge, do they? They sometimes put a couple Mm, to start with, but I think with the third season, they'll just do one, or maybe two. But Well, can't wait for the
2: first of March then.
1: Yes, just before we go to Lisboa.
2: Lisboa. Um... And now, for this week's headline feature, Mithrigan, Megthregan, Megan, coming up after this break.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, King. So,
1: have you wrote us a little synopsis of Megan?
2: I have, actually, yes. Yeah. I've done my homework this week. Um... Okay, you ready? It's, I'm
1: ready. I'm gonna say four
2: sentences long.
1: Wow. Well, it's not exactly the most intricate plot-wise, so I wouldn't expect much more.
2: After <laughs> her parents die in a slow, slow <coughs> snowplow accident, Katie, played by Violet McGraw, of Haunting of Hill House fame, is taken by taken in by her aunt Gemma, played by Alison Williams, who. I can't remember where she's from. (laughs) Um, And she works for a leading toy manufacturer. Um, Gemma is developing an AI robot toy intended to provide kids with care, attention and friendship. Model 3 generative Android, aka Megan, needs testing and in the absence of a child-friendly home, Gemma brings Megan home to test on Katie, essentially. Um, Megan is then tasked with protecting Katie from harm. But how far will she go? Oh, I like that again.
1: So I'd like to start with the comments on something. And it's starting from the back a little bit. I'm not going to give it its star rating, but I'm just going to say. <laughs> never trust the gays on Twitter when they talk something up. <laughs> to the point where everyone makes it sound like it's the best movie ever created and then you go sitting thinking this is going to be really good and for me it was bang average
2: Declan how long have you been um, an active member of the LGBTQ community
1: active 11 years
2: 11 years and you're still shocked by the queers Capacity to up talk, some dog shit.
1: I think I must have forgotten. <laughs> but now it's very much. I'm, I won't trust him for a long time now. Oh wow. It's like how I won't do the Archer Three Peaks again for a long time. It, I've, the the cards are marked for a while now. Okay. Um. And whilst I didn't mind it, obviously I think it res it's resonated a lot with the queers because it is. Very camp.
2: Well, I fucking loved it. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's cinematic genius. I didn't think it was remotely good, which made me love it even more. What star rating did you give it? I think I gave it three because well, I loved it. so. it. No. It's an average. Oh, between... go
1: with Ned's star rate, It's an average between body. it
2: being a one star film, like, objectively <laughs> and a five star film subjectively.
1: The middle is three. Well, I gave it three. And I liked it far less than you. Wow. I do think it does well at setting up kind of a new iconic horror thing. How
2: many Megans are we going to see at Halloween this year?
1: A lot. Yeah. And we're already getting a sequel and it's already dated for two years' time. Oh my God. What are they calling it? Megan 2.0. Silly. Wasted opportunity. Meg
2: Thorin. No. Let me write it down. Look. Meg, for like, instead of having the E as a three, you've got the A as a four.
1: Yeah.
2: Missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so.
2: <laughs> yeah. But... I agree. Um, But... Well, that went down like sack of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm a bit cynical about this film as well because of all the TikToks that have come out, but it almost feels like it was a bit made for TikTok as well.
2: That's exactly the thing I've written on my notes. Really? Was,
1: it was made for TikTok. You know how some music these you days is made You could tell that with all the marketing, like, yeah. No, no, but was it just clever marketing in the sense they tapped into the TikTok generation or was it more a creative decision right at the beginning? So mm. having, having worked in marketing, right, <laughs> <laughs> if... I can't remember what studio it was, Universal, came to me and said, we've got this film. And they kind of showed you bits. And you thought, right, it's quite camp. And it's probably quite young skewing. Mm -hmm. Like teen, you would probably market it well on TikTok. Yeah. So I won't say it's necessarily that, but just a lot of it, I was like, this is just ripe for parodies and TikToks, like SNL have already done the parody this weekend. Have they?
2: Yeah.
1: Gosh. Um, and it was unapologetically silly, though. Oh, and it, it did... was
2: definitely in on the joke, which well, I hope again it made, made me like it even more. This was a little bit like <laughs>
1: malignant when I've said, if the makers were in on it, it's <laughs> really genius. Good. But if they weren't...
2: Oh, I wouldn't quite go as so far as genius. Like, beyond the two principal characters, which were fine at best in terms of their performance. Oh, the acting God. is so wooden and not remotely believable, which made me love it even more. It's like, how have we have we ever described something as a drag race acting challenge before? Something I, feel like I can't remember what it was. It was giving me a bit of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you could imagine, you know, like on Drag Race when they're all in like one room and they're all like looking at each other. Yeah, it it does give that kind yeah. of. which i love
2: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. just the fact that somebody has the audacity to make a feature-length film like this market it
1: fantastically and make the whole world love it yeah bravo I don't think I should have... Pretend, I don't think the makers wanted me to laugh as much as I did, though. And there was a bit where the cinema was, was... deadly quiet, and I burst out laughing, yeah. which then set all of you off laughing. Yeah. Because I just... It was preposterous, some of the bits. I thought, this is not scary at all.
2: It was absolutely not a horror. 100% it was a
1: comedy. Well, it was a horror comedy. Yeah, I know, but, like it was definitely more on the comedy side that was nothing side. scary no like even yeah, the bits... like, even the trailer made it seem like it was going to be scarier than it actually was like the trailer yeah. i remember having some suspense to it and yeah like even the I sound the think... soundtrack
2: of the trailer was different to the soundtrack of the film yeah and it just goes show the power of a good soundtrack doesn't it
1: there's um, an upcoming episode of a film we've seen recently and I would literally probably talk about 30 minutes about that soundtrack. So you are right about the power of soundtracks, yes, I
2: am. Um,
1: Can you guess what it is?
2: Me? Do you want oh, me to? Oh, the listeners. Oh, listeners. Um <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it definitely taps into the current trend about people being worried about artificial intelligence.
2: Yeah. And um, to be honest, it... if you watch this as a documentary of every reason <laughs> to be worried...
1: And, like, getting too attached to technology. Yeah,
2: forming like, emotional bonds with things people that people. have always said people. it about phones,
1: but, God, if we had an AI doll that could help you with your grief process, I think that would cause quite a lot of problems. Yeah, probably. Um.
2: Oh, and she sings! What did she sing? She sung Titanium. Oh, At my God!
1: Yeah, that was... Jesus Christ! So funny. I laughed my head off at that bit. Oh, it was just um, so silly. Like um, back, yeah. But as I say, if they were in on it, then it's great. But I have a question for you, King.
2: Okay. Who was your favorite non-main character?
1: I can't really remember them.
2: Well, there was her two pals in the toy factory. Yeah, thing. I remember them, but the, there was their the neighbor. characters. Probably The Neighbour, actually. There was a couple of the others that worked for the toy company. The Neighbour. Ah, okay. Why? Because mine was a social worker. Oh, she was a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She was. Oh, I see. You're clearly (laughs) unprepared for the sudden death of your sister.
1: Yeah. How dare
2: you not have any toys for this daughter you suddenly weren't expecting. Yeah. Incredibly hammy. (laughs) Um... (laughs) let me give you really judgy condescending energy the whole time and make you feel completely worthless you piece of shit <laughs> um yeah it was a lot amazing
1: um wasn't apparently there was an original cut of this which is a lot more violent um than it ended up being yeah, there wasn't
2: all that much no like the body count i think is maybe 5 or 6
1: yeah I was expecting Which like is hardly a, a rampage, on, really, is it? I was expecting, like, a full-on rampage. Yeah. Like, especially when she went through the, the toy factory at the end, I thought she was going to, like, and massacre I know, the I was whole going of them.
2: I was prepared to see, like, blood
1: spurting up yeah. the windows. Yeah. I mean, the goriest thing was probably when she shot that nail gun and it went through the hand. And but then even sprayed then, her with weed killer or something. Yeah. Even then, it wasn't, like, horrendous. No. And entirely. you didn't really see it. And when she pulled that boy's ear off, mm-hmm. and ears don't do that.
2: It stretched to the point of translucence.
1: <laughs> it was so silly. I was so like, silly. she kept pulling it, and I thought, right, they're cutting away now, so it's probably going to come off. And then they'd go back to the scene, and the ear was further off. And then you'd yeah. cut away, and you'd think, is this frigging ear going to come off? And then maybe, it does. Maybe but the
2: prosthetic glue was just really good.
1: Yeah. Probably it was supposed it to come right only off. Little, only a tiny <laughs> budget this film so <laughs> It couldn't reshoot. Yeah. no. So... Yeah? Yeah. I don't really have all that much more to say, to be honest. Like...
2: Hey, well, this has been a short headline feature, hasn't it?
1: Has it? Um... Hang on. Unless you've got more to say. I haven't, actually.
2: We've flown through all of my points.
1: Like it's a fun horror film, it's a hundred and two minutes, so it's just over an hour and a half with credits. Oh yeah, I you wanted know. to
2: say that. It was the perfect length of time for a film as bad and brilliant as this. Yeah. If it was longer, it'd have just been bad. But because it's only an hour and a half or an hour and forty. But I will um, say
1: that dance that was marketed and the TikTok of it that yeah. everyone's doing. Yeah. Was really weirdly out of place. She hadn't really danced the full film and then when she's on this rampage, she just starts doing this stupid <laughs> dance and then like a cartwheel. It's only got like three moves. No, no, but what the hell was it's not as if yeah, she'd been dancing throughout the full film or no, like, no. I don't know. If she'd been teaching um No, actually there if was a scene where She'd been teaching Katie how danced. to dance there, properly.
2: There was a, a, a scene where her and Katie had done a dance like they were doing a TikTok together.
1: Yeah. Katie unfortunately. You know my thing about child actors when they're bad. She yeah. She wasn't good. No. Which is very weird because I don't remember her being bad in haunting of whatever she was in. She was good in that actually. In Hill House. Haunting of Hill House, yeah. Which, but that, oh my God. But that was maybe shocking. she
2: was good because that was actually scary so it distracted from her acting a bit.
1: But there definitely seems to be this trend of James Wan who's there, mm-hmm. kind of producer, he wrote the story on this yeah Um, he was involved in Malignant and now Megan he's done The Known and The Conjuring films but with these last two Malignant and Megan he seems to be really kind of leaning into the silliness of horror because I wouldn't say The Conjuring films are the same because I find them quite scary Um, do you remember that was one of our first cinema trips the last one of them and I screamed when I got frightened and Our Anna actual Satt.
2: first cinema trip was the Saw
1: reboot. Reboot, sequel, threequel. Yeah. Which we was, won't talk any more about because it, was it wasn't very <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, he's also done Insidious, Annabelle, all that kind of stuff. So. Oh,
2: well maybe he just wanted a bit of comic relief in amongst all of that then.
1: He was also the exact producer on Spiral, so... Mm. Which we've just talked about. <laughs> um how would I sum it oh
2: maybe don't... you don't need to let's just let... I don't I did
1: oh one thing I will Go say on. it concludes exactly <laughs> as you would expect it to yeah even to the point where there's a bit of sequel bit in there when the their version of Alexa oh, yeah. turns on like yeah. if you could say what's the most generic ending to a film this would probably be up there yeah no surprises, no
2: nothing. Somebody wrote it from a manual about how to write a film. Yeah,
1: yeah. How to write a mediocre film. Yeah, yeah. Um, Star oh,
2: rating. We already gave it. Beep
1: beep beep beep, beep beep
2: beep 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 beep. I no. was I was gonna set up like a really funny bit. Well, go and...
1: on! No, everyone pretends pretend, pretend the last five seconds, seconds didn't, seconds didn't happen.
2: happen. I'm just gonna get something out of my bag.
1: <laughs> what are you doing? It's
2: just my gay da
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just wanna so <laughs> just wanna find out how how gay this film is. Okay. Is that all right with you?
1: Let's go for it.
2: Gosh, well that was really, really gay. <laughs> According <laughs> to this. It's somewhere between Where have I put it? Somewhere between Musical theatre and Eurovision.
1: (laughs) I really hope that little noise just got picked up on the microphone. Because I, honestly, listeners, I have not got a clue what Ned's just done. Like, he's gone and got a fake gaydar out of his bag and then pulled nothing out of the bag. Oh, talk about pulling... And then... Ruining the illusion. You've made a full-on... Have you done, like, a how gay is it list? No. Oh, you've just said no, between the... musical theatre and... No,
2: the gaydar showed me.
1: Oh, for God's sake, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> We're meant to say how gay it is, not a gay gaydar. Yeah, this contraption... Guys, you can tell this is a new segment. We'll work on it. We'll work this on it. This contraption of our
2: invention is here to show us how gay this film is.
1: And do you agree with the contraption?
2: I do on this occasion.
1: I do. It's very camp. High camp. We'll work on that gaydar oh. segment, guys. But yeah, bear with us. Megan is out in cinemas. Um, although, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it. And um, if you want to, because just about everybody has, uh, we'll probably be on streaming soon. Yeah, it has made 125 million so far worldwide. Is what was it budgeted? Twelve. So it's definitely oh my made god, money back. Well, back more. um Someone's laughing. All the way to the bank all the way to all the way and that's all for this time if you've enjoyed this episode of gays on film please subscribe rate and comment on your podcasting platform of choice Uh, don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter at gays on film pod and check out our letterboxed accounts links are in the show notes we'd love to hear your thoughts so please do feel free to send us a message with this one especially definitely definitely this one with the gay dark (laughs) guys. Um, I've been Declan, and I have been Ned, and this has been Gears on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.